This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgare. I almost forgot the name of our podcast. There was that. That's weird. Yeah, isn't that weird? I've been doing so many podcasts lately. I forgot what my own was called. Have you been so busy? Uh, No, no, no. I haven't been doing many podcasts. That was just an excuse I made up for uh, the unexplained. I, I just. I Watch those excuses where you can look them up on the internet because then you're just going to get oh, yeah. what they call ethered if you do that. It's so provable. Yeah, and then I know. you're done for. Yeah, people are going to be like, you know what? I've actually not heard you on any podcasts and I have the Google you know to prove it. I looked it up. No, you haven't. Have you been playing golf? I played yesterday. I'm getting ready for a tournament. So I have to not- <laughs> A golf in- tournament? Yeah, in Montana, just me and some comics and then some old NFL players for the big brothers oh. and sisters. Oh, I think you've done this before, I have, right? Yeah. You've told some anecdotes from those? Yes, yes. yes. And so Wonderful. I, I played uh, yesterday with these two fun 80-year-old guys, and I wasn't playing well at first, and then I had a little bit of weed, and uh, all of a sudden I was focusing. But weed makes me want to talk to people, <laughs> and I was— I. I think I miss my dad. So I just started talking to these old guys. And one of them was like, I can't tell if that's a ball or a candy wrapper. He's trying to find his ball. And I'm like, oh, I, that's a wrapper. I can see far, but I can't see close up. I had to get glasses. It just happened one day. And I was complaining about needing reading glasses. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I know. I have a glass eye. <laughs> and then I really felt... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I wasn't complaining. Uh, wow, really, though? Because it looks terrific. That's the best glass eye. Then I just kept complimenting his glass eye because it really was not noticeable. 
not noticeable at all. Yeah, unless he cartoonishly started darting his eyes around, I suppose then I'd notice. But it was a perfect uh, glass eye. And he was able to golf with only one eye. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine having no peripheral. I feel like any kind of medical complaint that you want to bring up, I wouldn't do it to people over the age of 70. They're always going to be able to get you yeah, that way. Yeah, one or three or four up me. Yes, I. Uh, it was very embarrassing. It's just like when you try and talk about your mom dying and someone's like, oh, I know, my grandma died. It's like, well, that's not totally the same. Unless, no. of course, your grandma raised you. That's a different situation, right, Karen? You know, here's the thing about <laughs> everything is it's all in context. It and, is. Yeah. I shan't judge any others. I'm not here to judge. Shan't, I, can't, I, I, and went. <laughs> and went from here on out. Our guest today has played clubs and colleges. <laughs> <laughs> so many colleges. I mean... We got, let's get out of the small talk, right? Because it's not. Oh, okay. Let's get into the bigger talk. Yeah, yeah. We got fish fish to fry. Yeah. Clubs and colleges all across this great (laughs) land and Canada, Mm. where she also sometimes shoots a TV show. Put your hands together at home. Clap to yourself for Alice Wetterland. Hi. Hi, Alice. Alice, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Am I right? Do you shoot a uh, resident alien in Canada? Yes. I knew just by looking at some footage that it wasn't Colorado, those mountains. You know your mountains, man. I do. I'm a mountain man. <laughs> on site. Yeah. On screen. On, I knew I was a mountains on site. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's mostly on screen. It's in Canada, in Vancouver. We shoot that show. And so, so that's where you've been going and living All for months? The way. Yeah. Yeah. How is it up there? How do you? How are you enjoying yeah. it up there? You know, Karen, I wish I could tell you I was having a good time. <laughs> oh, but no. Um, what if I just didn't tell you? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> You're like, but I can't say anything for the rest of this That's podcast. For, I can't go on the record about how <laughs> much I'm enjoying it. Um, I do enjoy the show. It's like yeah. the best show I've ever worked on and probably will ever. Mm. It's the one that Alan Tudyk plays, the alien? Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. He's so funny. He's really a nice person and wonderful to have. And then everybody else on the show, I love. I There's nobody is bad. You know what I mean? When somebody's bad, nobody's bad. Yeah. yeah. And um, like I worked... Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us names. And um, there's just like... It's great. But this town is not my favorite place. I'm a city person. I really like to be in a highly populated like zone where there's just mm. nonstop. Like I like a store, like a place that has stores that sell like zines and magic mushrooms. And then also like, it's got a hard boiled egg restaurant. You know, like I just like there to be multi-culty <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. You know, and, and, Tor- and Toronto was like that. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. But Vancouver is lacking. And it's just like, it's got places, you know, but it's also got like a lot of um, weird finance energy in the downtown. The downtown's very like um, the men of high finance really taken over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Isn't that- it like giant buildings made for residents, but they're just empty and owned by... At- yeah. 
There also is a funny thing about how Canadians like promote themselves as like, oh, well, we care about our people because we have healthcare and we do it, you know, and then like you go to Hastings Street in um, Vancouver and it's like, to quote Andy Haynes, a moon's apocalypse. It's like the worst, <laughs> like uncared for population of houseless people with in- immense drug problems that like are just like, that were in a mental hospital. They had like a facility to deal with all the people that had mental health issues. And it was like, I wasn't there when they had this, but then I guess 10 years ago, they just shut it down. And then they were like, everybody's like, where will we go? And they were like, how about street in front? Yeah. yeah. And like, that's, that's just right. where it stayed. And it's insane. Like, you're like, oh, I lived in New York. I know what it, you know, whatever. I've been on Skid Row. And Skid Row is like the neighborhood from Edward Scissorhands in comparison. Really? It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Shapely <please>, hedges. <laughs> they can't be like, feel like they're better than us now. <laughs> What, Canadians? Yeah, I feel like they always <laughs> act like they're better than us. And that thing that happened is shutting down services and mental health facilities is what happened in the 80s in California and why there is such a large unhoused population of people who truly do need help. They need someone to give them their yeah. medicine every day. There's a section of all, basically all civilization that needs that kind of help. And when you shut that down to say, oh, we'll save on our taxes, you're absolutely screwing those people and your Yeah. And is that city. why you support Rick Caruso? And the reason <laughs> I'm here today is, first of all, my friend Gwyneth and my friend Kim K both told me, just tweet it, it'll be fun. You can get involved. But now I really believe no more services for anybody. It's every man for himself, knife fight in the street. When everybody like started endorsing him, I was like, um, what, a, what a choice, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you go to Gwyneth's in, uh, like Twitter, because I hadn't like looked, it was all her like talking about like greening Bitcoin. And you're like, <laughs> oh my God, it is, this is truly apocalyptic. Like these people in their Babel towers being like, yeah. you know, just like, what if money was electrons or whatever? And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> And then they're like, I support Rick Caruso. And you're like, you never needed to say anything. No one asked you. No one needed this. It's just the most random celebrities of all time. It was like, I mean, Mark Ruffalo, like riding so hard for Bernie was a little random, but it was like, okay, I guess he like really is into this or whatever. Right. (laughs) But the idea that you'd be for Rick Caruso when it's like, he's a billionaire developer that we know like those are the people that are ruining all cities because it's like just go and take money from other places that need it and build up into it's bizarre. you know basically the hunger games it's just it is so and then they tried to make it social media hip like yeah. and hey it's like, guys. you seem so stupid <laughs> like do you can't possibly they're so out of touch that they don't understand how stupid they seem to the people that they want to impress well, it didn't work. That's the beautiful part. Karen Bass is like, they're still counting votes for her. I know. Like the gap is wide between her and... It's like, he spent so much of his own money. Yeah, that's right. Someone just entered the chat. Oh, I Who's like that? that cat. Two of my favorite cats in one. What if her cat's name was Rick Caruso and it was You know what? I segue. named him before I knew the, the <laughs> candidate. Um, so this cat is actually great at Zoom because he really doesn't mind being held like in a certain, like he likes, he like doesn't mind this if I do this. 
yeah. And he's really photogenic, you know? He just like... Yes, he's beautiful. Yeah, I've seen this cat in other Zoom interviews because I was watching, trying to watch <laughs> clips of Resident Alien. And I ended up watching a lot of like promotional interviews you did and your kitty is on your lap in pretty much PR all team. of them. Yeah. Did she blow up Vancouver in those interviews too? I mean, did she really attack the city itself? Yeah, did you bring your cats? <laughs> no, I didn't bring them. Um, oh. they're, I brought them to Toronto one time and it was a disaster. And the other reason it's like, I can't go to... Like, I can't travel within where I'm at. Like, if I go and I'm working somewhere and I bring my cats, they're like really high maintenance. They don't... You know, they like need... I get screamed at the second I get home with like a <laughs> laundry list of stuff that went wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes this one will like freak out if he can't find the other one. He'll be like, ah, ah, ah. and I'm like, he's over here. And we go and show him, and he's like, ah. okay. And it's, I forgive you then for hiding the other cat from yeah, me. Yeah. And I'm like, it was, you lo- didn't look. He's always forgetting about one of the rooms. He's got like an acorn brain. He thinks that room, he's like, well, I didn't check the White House. He thinks that room's the White House. That's not. You don't get it. Who's president? <laughs> Probably no. don't even know that either. Cat oh, brain. <laughs> I know. Who's president? I like the, that cat's Dick the markings. The marking on, on that cat's head makes it look like he has a little bob where the bangs are parted just on either side of his eyes. Like it looks like he has a who, mop top. Who, got who got, gave you this haircut? Who gave it to you? <laughs> yeah. I, it's edgy. I've only had black cats and white cats. And there's that's an all-in-one. That's a great cat. White cats are more rare. Yeah, I don't know why. I just got lucky early on with the white cats. I learned about that, like when a cat is in utero, the way that the markings are determined is that there's like a certain amount of like pigmentation that's coded for that cat. And as it like spreads out from the like the back, the ridges, the their spine, and this coaster sort of like randomly spreads out. So it's literally like it's being dripped with paint, and then wherever it goes is where Ooh. it ends up. Oh wow! Isn't that funny? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they like it's that Birdie just didn't have enough <laughs> to get all the way to, to get his, all the way yeah. to close those bangs on the front. Yeah. yeah, and that's something I know, and he doesn't know. Now, did you read that on your phone? <laughs> uh, no, but I did it? I did read um something recently. Um so my a friend, an improv friend who is you would know, I was talking to him about spiders and I was like, Did you know they're all girls? And he was like, Who told you that? And I was like, Well, <laughs> they're all girls because the bigger the spiders that you see are big and the and the they're the male ones are small and you can't see them because they're just so small. And I was like very confident about this. And they're like, I had never said it. I always just kind of like knew it as a fact. And then yeah. when I said it out loud, I was like, oh, that's preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> like there's not male tarantulas. Of course there are. Yeah. I think you... all, that means all spiders are girls, which can't be. I think with Black Widows. Fun cartoon idea. You're on you're on to something. Because Black Widows, the big, big scary spiders with the red hourglass. You never see the boy Black Widows. And a, oh, that hourglass. They're little right? in there. You're like, yeah. rah, 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 vroom. Hey, 1950s. <laughs> Whoa, I like it. Look at the figure on that venomous eight-legged, <laughs> not insect. Mm, look at the gams. I am very attracted to Black Widow spiders. And that's my little kink. <laughs> I hope one day one bites me. Literally little. Yes, yes. 
Let's talk about our tiniest kinks. Um, <laughs> Ants. I like when there's like a vial that somebody wears around their neck. Yeah, I, mm. I'm i not kidding. For a little a while, I had a, a real vial with real crack rocks in it. I can't remember where I acquired it, but I just kept it because I thought it was funny. And I didn't think that, wow, if someone caught me with this, I'd be in trouble. But I wanted to wear it as a hilarious necklace. I was young. <laughs> a hilarious necklace? No one would ever <laughs> stop and say, is that a vial of crack from a movie? You're trying to bring it up. Yeah, what yeah. What does everybody have in their necklaces? <laughs> I'm always playing with it and dangling it. Oh, this old well, thing? It's just what drugs crack. What are in your jewelry? <laughs> I really wish I could remember how I found it. I think I found it. There's the answer. So speaking to like when you were younger and not as funny as you are now, Chris, I was recently <laughs> on a girl girls weekend and um, a woman I'm friends with told me that her... Her friends got divorced and they have two boys who ne- uh, became teenagers during the divorce. And the guy, the, the husband, is awful and is radicalizing the kids and turning them into like neocons oh, and no. misogynists. And you know, there's like this like whole movement online to like basically get young white men into being terrorists, you know, um, domestic like Patriot Front terrorists by like getting them in with misogyny, the way that they like coax men is with misogyny. So I had, and I like was hearing this story uh-huh. and I was like, so there's two kids that we know. And I don't know what excuse I would have, but I really want to be a part of their rehabilitation personally. <laughs> like I want, oh, yeah. I want to be the one. And then I was like, I could make a camp for boys. That's like a scared straight camp. Run by like bulldog lesbians. Mm. How do you lure them in just with things like it's archery? The parents send them like sort of like a, you know, like like in scared straight camps, you know, I don't know, yeah, more yeah, probably yeah. involved or something. <laughs> and then they get there. And one of the classes is like, the, I, this is what I conceived of and I'm sure you guys could improve upon this, but there's like a stand-up comedy portion where they perform at the end of the camp, you know? But the first thing they do is they write a stand-up set based on whatever their favorite comedian is. And then they go to a town, the nearby town, and they perform it. And then they just eat it, right? And they bomb so hard. And it's mostly like women laughing at, at them at their expense and like, you know, really an ego blow, right? And then they come back and then there's like a whole stand-up comedy like boot camp that helps them to like understand why they're not funny. <laughs> and like... <laughs> breaks down their egos and like makes them, you know, sort of like empathetic humans, like <laughs> angrier, <laughs> <laughs> more militaristic and more enraged. No, no, it, it like breaks them down by, but like the fun part is that like I get to have fun making fun of them while we break them down. <laughs> Thoughts? And then Thoughts, in the feedback end, feelings. will there be activities like canoeing and archery? Yes. <laughs> and mean, there's like, I was also thinking there'd be like men who like de- have been deprogrammed that would be like part of the council sh- counselorship, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Just like a real Jeff Bridges energy. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I was like, when that whore, you know, oh, excuse me, we don't say that, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Get them to say things and correct themselves in front of the boys. That would yeah. be a good method of <laughs> See? teaching. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's catching good, on. So yeah. it's like a Kickstarter now. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, that's what Bible camp was for me, except it didn't work. It's the opposite. Uh, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. 
I think it's great. It's a great idea. You just got to lure them with activities. You got to make a brochure with beautiful. It seems to me scenery. though, there's kind of there. There's a problem solved right there. Where if the dad wants them to be neocons, then there's a great chance that went around the time of them being fifteen, they're going to be like, "Hey, fuck you," and good. Yeah. Then go to you know start be theater students or something. Right. There's like a built-in rebellion. Yeah, but there is this like, it's it's a greater issue of the like online coercing of like a whole generation of young men into becoming Yes, terrorists. that's very real. Oh, and yeah. I want to be a part of undoing that, you know? Yeah, not just the dad, but online more is probably even a bigger threat. You know how in like um, activism, there's like, this whole thing of we've talked about it in the past couple of years of like certain people having the energy for things that other people don't have, you know, and like not making all your black friends explain everything all the time because like it sucks to have to re-engage with your trauma, et cetera. So yes. like I feel like of women in the in living in like a rape culture, I'm not a survivor of like actual rape or anything. Like I've had assaults, but not, you know. And so there's a lot of stuff that like, I feel like I do have the energy for and mm. like extra <laughs> energy for it, you know? So I mm. I would like to put myself in those, in those rage, ca- rage cages, you know? Yes. Like that's how I feel my standup aspires to be. I agree. I mean, I think you, um, you like to touch right onto things when you do your stand-up, and then you actually do make it funny. My thing is, I think the the humiliation aspect of your camp <laughs> concept yeah. is actually maybe f- gas on the already problematic barbecue fire that we're well, having. My idea is true. My idea is taken. That <laughs> the idea is that a lot of these kids, like they they get like really. Um, insular in this world and their ideas are kind of untested in reality. And then the, the, the busting out into reality is like an act of violence. That's when they enter mm-hmm. the world. And then the yeah. justice system enters the equation and, you know, enters the chat and like one thing or another happens. But like, this would be an idea of like, like the, what's the thing from Stranger Things? The upside down? Yeah. It'd be like the upside down where you like enter a world where like all of your ideas are like immediately tested and proven false in this like yeah. really um, sort of like ninja warrior way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turning someone's stand-up down by not laughing is a good way to do that. But you... well, I, we all do it. So we all know what the experience of bombing can do to your soul. The yeah. humbling. It's incredibly yes. humbling. And like, I honestly feel like more people should go through it because it gives you this feeling of like, your, this, all the self-doubt you could ever possibly muster in your life enters, you know, into your brain at once. It's crazy. And it's just like, and then you have to get through it. Yeah. If you want to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you do somehow. Yeah. And you, you, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, like a whole room of people just told you you're not funny. They were like <laughs> emphatic about it. And the idea that like uh, 75 people would all at once tell you you're not funny yeah. and that you would be like, but maybe, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again at Let me the 9 p.m. show. You know, <laughs> and so you start to learn that like what, um, that you have to learn all about audiences and oops, reading rooms and like all all about, you have my to court. learn about why <laughs> you're technique. not. Yeah, technique and, you know, just being grateful and oops. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Mic control. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did a spit take on to my own mic. <laughs> I made a um a desk pad for my desk because like 
all of like my desk is like shitty Ikea. So like, it's like really, you hit it and it's like, I made this desk pad. (laughs) Oh, it's soft. Well, it's like, it's really soft. It's Oh, that's good. How did you make a big soft lunch tray? Well, oh, are you a crafty person? I'm so crafty. Yeah. Ooh, I'm this I like. Super crafty. Behind oh. me, you'll see the whole. There's the sewing machine is here. So have you been making clothing all my life? Ow, all my life. Oh, <laughs> that's so soft. Oh, how bad it is. you you put you put thumbtacks there by your elbow. I had crafters spill a bunch of thumb stuff, thumbtacks in it and I'm like, it'll be fine. So close. It, I'll just work with it. Yeah, I, knew, I really feel like everyone should learn to use a sewing machine. I had a patch for my jacket and I I, I don't even know how to go about I'm horrified yeah, you're by You're going to want to hand sew that though. Yeah. Oh, my dad did it on, he just followed, he did well, a great job. Patches don't, Sewing machines won't work for patches. You got to you got to hand sew. Yeah, it went through the patch and this denim jacket. I can show you the final project, but maybe yeah. it wasn't good for the motor of the machine or something. It was well, no, it it it's the agility, like to get around the little areas. Yeah, yeah, it was. He definitely was working hard at it, but oh. I was just. My point is, my dad knows how to use a sewing machine, and I should as well. I think it would be cool to make clothing. I did not know that you did that. Oh, I love, I love it. it. I do it every once in a while, but I don't, I don't do it enough. Like I did spend two and a half full days, <laughs> sun up to sundown, working on a Renaissance festival costume for myself and my partner. Ooh. And he, I had like bloomers. We had a matching and it was what like- What was the style? What was um, the design? Sort of like Italian Renaissance. Mm. And I can probably show you photos, but it's just like, it doesn't do it justice to be like, I can show you the actual um, bodice that <laughs> you I made. Just bring up the a most cast photo of the Borgias. Ex- <laughs> You're just like it's just these. You're no like that's deal. Game of Thrones, hun. <laughs> All right, one second. So this is like this here is like the best part that I did is the bodice. Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah, that, that looks you amazing. That. Ooh, yep, yeah. That what's piping the padded, is very padded piping? Mm-hmm. It's like a. And Those then are the is, shoulders. Yeah, and I like spray painted these to be tarnished a little bit. And then it has like one of those skirts with like a split, you know. And um, I was so proud. And I made an underdress. It's all there. I was so proud. I had pearls in my fucking hair. And what happened? (laughs) Made Garrett a costume as well. He had one of those poof hats with a Uh, feather. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yes. And then we got there and everybody's like, yeah, we also do that. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) You just like, bare, you just basically got in the front door of just like yep you are you're allowed to come in with that and some people there. just didn't and they're like we didn't and some people are like we did too yeah and it was I, just like oh fuck this sucks like we look like we're in Shrek and so we went <laughs> to the mall that is fully a Shrek dress what yes. you just showed yeah mm-hmm. and and so we just took the outfits to the mall. And then did you get a big response oh, yeah. at the mall? Yeah, yeah. I, I like people, there was like in Nordstrom, there was like two chairs with a small stool between betwixt them. And then there was a father and a mother sitting in the chairs. And then the son, like it balanced, it, it was it was such a tableau that I was like, what if I thought this was royalty? So I like went up and I like bowed deeply to them, you know, <laughs> and they like got it, you know, it was just great. Like we went to Dintai Fun and like, pretended to not understand anything and it was great. That's a good idea actually. Rather than go to a Renaissance festival where everyone's doing it, everyone's yeah. going to have a co- out costuming each other. 
Just go to the mall. Check out my TikTok for the listeners at home because I did a TikTok (laughs) and it was the most successful TikTok I've ever done. It was like 800,000 views. And like, there's like a... I think most of the comments are because people were worried because I was doing it on an escalator and there were just millions of comments of people being like, don't, you're, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> what did they, you do? I just was like, get sucked into the machinery. Yeah. Yeah. I just went on the escalator and I pretended to like be from the Renaissance and I like walked and thought it was regular stairs. So I like kind of without looking, go around the corner. And then the minute it starts <laughs> moving, it's like, oh. Like, <laughs> and it was like nobody was noticing it in the mall itself. So the TikTok is just like, what is this person? And uh, it did really well. And they were like, do a series. And I, I think I might. That's a great yes, idea of Very the Renaissance fun. lady. Yeah, in in modern times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a great idea. It's so fun. Yeah. Because when I go to a Renaissance fair, I don't dress. I just rent a snake and put it around my neck, huh. so no one messes with me while I'm juggling. I get a little tired of people that are actually scared of escalators. Like I have a lot of friends that I love getting tired of that. I love are, that being your hill you die on. Uh, that, that is, it, it's done. Up top here for yeah, me, right? Other than you know, and then below that, strife, struggling nation, strife and struggle. <laughs> but up top, but up top, these people that in there somewhere hesitantly okay. get on an escalator like it's going to eat their toes off. I mean, how? Well, also, they've had, most people have had a ton of practice and they can't pretend they haven't. And unless there's a storyline of like, I'm from the forest. But for the most <laughs> part, you've done it before. Just take the second one. Yeah. Wait one, go to your I think people are like kids. And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> yeah. But kids are in danger by, by virtue of being stupid and small. Yeah. I guess if a kid falls down and their hair is suddenly on the escalator, then we have a problem. Right. I understand that. If a kid falls down and their hair is on fire. Sure. What are they're you already, they're, they're already on fire. They've already got the hair fire. I think they, we agree. Yes. <laughs> we can all just walk away knowing <laughs> we had nothing to do with it and we don't have to worry and about it. And we need it. to walk away. And we have, and we to, have these days. to walk away these days. We, just we let, let those kids cool off. Just walk away. L T K C. Oh, LTKCO. Let those kids cool Let the off. kids cool. Chill, chid, chids. Let, Let those chids cool off. Let those chids just cool it down. So, Alice, wait. Your Renaissance Lady in Modern Times is potentially the TikTok series you might do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes quite a bit of effort to put on the whole thing, you know, and go yeah, around. But I would, sewing. it was very fun. Yeah. Could you rent a horse and go to a drive-through? I just would love to pitch on this yes, idea a little pitch, bit. Please pitch on it. Because I was <laughs> thinking about that. Like, what would you do? Like, what? Maybe go to like a gym. Um, yep. But your dress keeps getting caught in. Things. Or just I mean, like, you could what, get. What are you even like? Why are people doing things at the gym? You know, like what is even that? Um, yes. Going up and beseeching people. Yeah. I beseech you. Who are you running from? Yes. And then they they're like pulling out an AirPod. Yes. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I bequeath your will. Do you, is that what you did? Did you go up to modern day people like a security guard and be like, many pardons, my vassal, yes. or whatever? I did yeah. that a lot. And people either loved it or they were had no time for it. Yeah. yeah. And it was really funny to watch people like, mm-mm. Like, <laughs> were you in Los Angeles? Yeah. I feel like people here, it's either they're tourists and they love it and yeah. they're like, thank God someone has a costume on or it's people who are like, I got to get up at six for my own job doing this right. exact same thing. Right. 
I'm I'm going to keep it like, I think I'm going to keep it small. So sort of like, uh, let's start with like another mall, maybe drinking fountains, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just post up at the drinking fountain. Like you're in charge of the water supply. No, no. I'll be going to the drinking fountain and, and it'll, the water comes out and it's like, oh, from where does it spring forth? Yeah. From how? The, from where, the kind where you have to fill up your water bottle, you know? Yeah. And you're just trying to figure it out. That is, yeah. That one. That's like uh, many scenes in a row from Bill and Ted where they're baffled by the technology of modern times. That <laughs> I have would be to a also, fun, that would be I have fun. to watch Bill and Ted so I don't just repeat everything Bill and Ted did. Do everything they didn't do. That movie was missing a lot of possible well, jokes. We've, been, we've gone forward in technology since then, so far. You know what? Screw it. I think you, I think you two should go to a water slide. <laughs> In full <laughs> Renaissance guard. Yes. People will get it. You're the missing character from the first Bill and Ted movie that they never talked to. You're the Renaissance lady. Yeah. People always talk about Bill and Ted, but what about what's the girl name that rhymes with Bill? <laughs> Jill. Phyllis. <laughs> and Meg. Jill and Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Ted and Meg, if you speak fast enough, rhyme totally perfectly together. Uh, Jill and Meg, Bill and Ted. <laughs> you immediately like Nicki Minaj could make it rhyme. I think that's terrific. I think, uh, are you still playing baseball? Weren't you playing a lot of baseball? I'm playing in a baseball. You're playing in a baseball yeah. league? Inside one. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a, I guess they're referred to as like beer leagues. Um, sure. Because it's Everyone's adults drunk. drinking yeah. and that there's um wood bats so we have that um and we only have we yeah pretty much only have wood bats and then it's hard fastball overhand pitching probably our fastest pitcher is like around 68 miles an hour mm. and we have uh yeah i guess we have five five teams in the league right now i it's i love it it's i've been playing baseball since I moved here like 10 years ago. I joined a team with some friends of mine that didn't do comedy. I, I didn't have a ton of comedy friends yet. So they were like, let's just make this team. And I didn't understand what we were like. I'm like, how are we just playing baseball? What is there? <laughs> yeah. Who is going to play against us? And I guess that like Parks and Recreation has like an adult league, mm -hmm. which yeah. is quite competitive. And we joined that. Right. Um, and then they joined. And then eventually three years later, they decided to like move up a rung from the single A to the double A. And I just, I don't do that. I, I was very good at baseball when I was in um, like seventh and eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And I just never got better. I'm still exactly that good. Oh, that's good though, to stay. I mean, usually we all just lose it. Yeah, but I wasn't good enough after that to like be on varsity teams. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I stayed literally the same skill. You level. know how the game works and you can like you can get in there and participate, but no one you're not going to bat home the winning. Nobody's runs. gonna rely on me for the winning hit. And there's a chance they might say, try to hit it toward her. And then you might surprise them with actually, hey, I can catch. The greatest thing about that is that no one can try to hit towards me because I am the catcher. Yes. Oh. oh, brilliant move. The great. I love it. I yeah. can, because it doesn't bother my knees to be in that position for a really long time. Also, my boyfriend's the pitcher. So we're experimenting with this new thing where <laughs> instead of like doing one, two, three signals, we just do like vibes. Like we just <laughs> sort of make like, you know. Oh, yeah. Because you can talk about it at home. Yeah. And then I, I sort of try to communicate like 
this and you know, whatever that uh-huh. means to you, you know, and at <laughs> right. the pitcher, you send me that ball. And for Throw the listeners, I'm like you. dragging my, I- <laughs> my index figure across my, my neck. Like, does that mean the killer pitch or like you're in big trouble? Right. If you don't, right. what does it mean? And it's for him to interpret and then give back to me. Is it working we're out? No. Um, <laughs> A lot of confusion. No, we're actually, we're starting our season next week. Mm. So we'll see. We'll have to see it in action. Yeah, I knew I knew you played baseball because we did a show once and you were fully dressed up for baseball. That's crazy. I remember that yeah. was a really long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it strange how much time has passed? We're getting old and the earth keeps spinning. Oh, you nuts. Know, I actually played in a co-ed um, entertainment softball league in the uh, mid to late 90s. And I was on speed at the time. So I was really good because I had played high school softball. It's a big deal in my hometown. All the girls play softball and you, you're supposed to be good. It's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, I was like... Where keep, are you from? In, where I'm are you from, from? Northern California, from Petaluma. Okay, okay. Okay. And um, so it's like small town. Yes, you know, yes, There's yes, only a couple yes. options. And the girls, it's like girls are playing what are considered boys' sports and being very competitive in them because you you have as much attention and kind of pressure as the boys do. It's not like people, people take it very seriously and yes. get into it. So mm-hmm. then you are driven to be like, either you want to go on to play in high school or you quit. Um and so everybody in like that I knew went on to play in high school. So when people were like, all the comics were like, hey, let's play in this, this softball league. It'll be really fun. I was like, sure, it'll be fun. But I was also like high out of my mind. Right. And then of course it was not fun. It was just an exercise in insane sexism where like these old dudes would be like, hey, so you're playing second base. That means this one right. might come of to you. Course. And I was like, I literally was like screaming at like a, these old like road comics. I'd be like, do not explain how to play second base to me. Like I was out of my oh. mind because it was just so fucking, it was like, why are you assuming that I don't know Even if I'm standing here? Last night, why? my friend Mary was beating, they were like playing doubles pool down here and she was kicking their ass. And the guy she was playing with was missing every ball, but he still was going up and pointing to where she needed to hit on the ball. Yep. That's and right. she's like, cling yep. on to it. Cling on yeah, to your expertise. I'm expertise. winning. I'm better than you. And he yep. still couldn't, that obstacle. You know, uh, you would have loved this thing that happened last season on Resident Alien. Um, the They wrote a baseball like arc into my character's storyline that where I meet the love interest in my, in that season. And in Canada, like, it's just not that big of a deal. Like baseball isn't really much of a sport. Hockey is so dominates so much course, in recreational yeah. like yeah. Um, team sports yeah. that many people don't know about baseball. Mm-hmm. And so they had hired extras that were from a baseball team so that they could approximate, you know, what you know the background acting. But yeah. everyone else besides the extras and me, like, didn't know anything about baseball. Like, the director, you know, the head writer did because he wrote the scene, but he wasn't there the whole day. The head writer, um, the director didn't know none of the crew, not a single crew member. My co-star 
uh, <laughs> didn't know, never swung a bat. In fact, he did swing a bat in that scene and threw out his hip for like months. <laughs> oh, what? Whoa. And like all of the other extras in the stand, like no one. So the whole day, the whole two days that we were there, it was like we had to block out and it was like the director going like, would this happen? Alice, <laughs> yeah, please explain yeah. baseball so to funny. all of these men That's yet again. Wow. Like over and over Can and you... over again, people being like, is this accurate to me? <laughs> Have you been able to watch it yet? Is it in the second yeah, season? Yeah, that stuff is out already. That's, we already Is it that. hilarious yeah. for you to watch? Is it just people <laughs> going through? It's tough because like, we, I, you know, I know that that was you know, 14 to 28 hours of my time. Yeah. And then I a four second, you know what I mean? Like, yes. So much of it, the the scene is like me having dreamy eyes at this guy and then uh, other plot lines from other people from the town, you know, that you cut back to one cool thing that like oh, someone running one time, you know, and yeah. so it's like, yeah. but I just remember that. Uh, well, you know, and that's what most of, <laughs> The show is like, you're like, oh man, I was so excited for the scene. Let's see what they did with it. Let's see what it's gone already. It's done already. It's done. <laughs> it's just a flash. Also, that's such a weird thing of like baseball being so ubiquitous here. And then you're in a place that everybody speaks English. It's very similar to your home country. There's not a ton of differences except yeah. for this one that's so beyond where that is a resident alien experience for yourself. They made me practice baseball, even though I was like, just came from baseball. So I really didn't... Anyway, yeah. so they rented out a field so I could do it. And it was the field we'd be working on. So I got to the field and I was like, huh, like, I wonder if they meant to do this. So I called the director or the head writer, Chris, up and I was like, hey, it's a little league field. Just making sure that you wanted that because it's very small. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I can like see the scoreboard. It's like, <laughs> I can touch it from... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, and he just... They didn't. So they didn't mean to do that. His locations just didn't know yeah. there was, and I quote, two different sizes of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. It's not there in their vernacular. I said, well, if it was it was, it was an ice hockey rink, we'd have no problem. But yes. I'm like, yeah, we know that. But you know how Google exists here? Like what? So um, we figured it out. It looks fine. Doesn't look anything. Nothing about it is different. Little League feels like sometimes the gravel's gray, which is strange, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I I wouldn't even notice that. Okay, good. I, but I stopped after Little League. I don't know about the big boy fields. <laughs> yeah, big boy fields are red clay, sir. Red mm-hmm. clay and white yeah. chalk. Oh, I've mm-hmm. seen the stains on on men's shirts <laughs> mm-hmm. after the Dodger <laughs> game <laughs> and the sorrow in, in in their eyes. Yes, they fell down on dirt. Alice, do you want to talk at all about your podcast? Or do you or do you not want? To? Yeah, I want to hear. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if I was like, no, no, don't make me. <laughs> don't make me <laughs> talk money more. You have two while you have all these other jobs we're talking about. So one of your podcasts is a Mrs. Maisel podcast. Is that it's, correct? Yeah, they're both on hiatus now though. So oh. and 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 Trex has been on hiatus forever because basically Veronica and Veronica and I wanted to change formats. And we could never, we just, Veronica and I are two people who are not the people that should do the thing. Like one of <laughs> us needs to be the one, you know what I mean? And neither of us are the one. Right. right. It's like a competition on who can be more late to something. <laughs> it's just insane. So we are just late for getting it back started. And I think I'm going to have to be the one. And then the Maisel podcast is on hiatus because Maisel itself 
And so I was recording that with with Kevin when I was in Vancouver. And for mm-hmm. with with when I do a podcast with Kevin, Kevin's the one. Yes, he is. And that's why several. that happens. Yeah. Yes. He's extremely organized. Yeah. Which is like passive aggressive, but whatever. <laughs> it is kind of rude. <laughs> it, that makes me think of when Chris and I first started and it would be like, what, it was a bit of a like, first of all, who could get a person at the very last minute? Yeah. And second, which is kind of hard for a, let us pick you up at the airport stand-up comic podcast. Yeah. Wait, and it's airport pickers? It used to be. It used that's to be. what it used to be. We like, yeah. that's a word we don't like to say anymore. We can't There's really. Trauma, LAX so. is inaccessible. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't go there anymore. Yeah. And also then quarantine shut it all down because then it's like, yeah, we're involving people in yeah. our air exchange. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, it used to be the same way where it would be like, we have to do another one. How are we going to do this? And both people who are have both lived our lives. I think I' free to say this about you, Chris. Yeah, I've lived where my we life. both have. We're the kind of people that other people do stuff, and then we're like, "Sounds good. Follow that person." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I absolutely. Am. So yes. we were extra frustrated. Where it was just like, "Well, okay, fine. Now I'm the person saying to you, we have to do this." Yeah. And be like, "Okay, fine. Let's do it." And then we oh have God, fun. Yes. Yeah. I've had that experience so many times. In fact, Sean Perlman and I, like a number of years ago, we were like, you know, we both want to be writing stand up differently than we are. And we, so we're like, let's do a meet up and like work, like go over jokes together, like in person, you know, because sometimes when you talk your jokes out, it it impacts your writing. Yeah. And that was a few years ago and we haven't spoken since. (laughs) (laughs) What? Literally, both of us were like, that. yeah, now our friendship ends because we decided to do that. I haven't seen... I mean, we have actually spoken, but like... Yeah, I haven't... It's always like, fuck, I miss you. Yeah, I miss that guy too. I haven't seen Sean for a long time. Years have gone by. I haven't seen anyone. No one You can't just text a person casually and then not talk about the the writing you're not doing together. I mean, we we abandoned that long ago. I still want to do it. It is a good idea. It's because I love, you know, I love other people's brains and talking. And it always devolves into talking about like stand-up theory, which is my favorite thing to do anyway. So sure. Yeah. Break it Who down. Gives a shit? Break it down. Yeah. And the whole meal's a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> this was a business conversation. You need, yeah. You got to write with your friends just for tax purposes alone. Mm-hmm. But um, my speaking on podcasts, my friend Heather Jewett, I'm pretty sure well, at least one of you knows her. She's um, she ran a show uh, for a while, and she's just like <sighs> she has this really specific sense of humor that I I love. And she started a podcast that is her. It's a Patreon podcast, and she does it in her home with a soundboard, and like it's very just her and you know, the levels are all off and it's like, it's like a, it's like a zine, it's like a riot girl zine. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like a level of unhinged and just like talking about her, her sense of humor is so specific that it's just such a wonderful format. And it makes me crazy. Like, I'm like, I have to do this now. And I feel weird because I'm like, well, she's doing it, but like, you can't really have a monopoly on just doing a podcast by yourself. By herself. But I've always loved yeah. personally the podcasts which are just one person talking by yes. themselves, you know? You know you know who has a great one is, do you know Chase Bernstein? <gasps> Chase has one? It's called Composed and it's her. I, it is one of the funniest things. Oh my God. See, it is. She, she starts everyone with writing a letter to the thing she's going to talk about. Um, and the the one she did on Wordle, so you hear like the sound effect <laughs> of typing in the background and she's like, 
dear Wordle, Wordle, I start. <laughs> and that line alone, I like was laughing out loud in my house. She's so funny. And like, there's been times where Chris and I, like I went to pick him up at the airport. So I had to start the podcast yeah. in the car before he got in. And talking for two minutes by myself made me feel like I went insane. Yeah. Like totally. it was one of the worst feelings I've ever had where I'm like, I'm not funny and I should not be doing this yes. for sure yeah. by the time he got into the car. It's really, right? It's so crazy making. I really so want to do it. Heather can do it and that oh. Chase can do it. I love and that Sarah so much. Schaefer. We, um, oh, Yeah. I was talking to you, Chris, about this. Sarah Schaefer's podcast. Yeah. I think she's doing it with Caitlyn um, Jenner. No. (laughs) Caitlyn Gill. And like the hard thing for me about that is that like I love Caitlyn Gill separately also so much. And I'm like, but I don't love hearing two women that I love together because I feel jealous that I'm not there. You're not the third. I'm like, I (laughs) want to be there with my friends. Anyway. It's but just, if someone's there's just alone, something about a woman alone talking. Yeah, that yeah. It's like the it's just so weird and intimate, and just like there's something fucked up going on in everybody's brain. And I just fucking it's just, so I'm dead. I'm like I'm working on a script right now, and I'm <laughs> I'm on my last fucking year with this. Shit. Ooh, ooh, fucking, script. It's obviously terrible, and I'm fucking. <laughs> like gonna die when I finish it and I'm gonna send it out and everybody's gonna be like, you should quit comedy. And I'm gonna be like, definitely. So I have to finish that. And then the next thing I'm gonna do is this podcast. Really quick, can you tell us the name of Heather Jewett's podcast? Do you know it offhand? It's called Bimbo Summit. (laughs) And she's got a free one on her Patreon that you can listen to called Addressing the Allegations, which is about my old next door neighbor. She moved into my apartment <laughs> mm-hmm. and she lives down... Like it's a downstairs from an upstairs apartment where there isn't just... I won't spoil it too much for you. An unhinged situation. And she's downstairs and her take on it is so special and um, just it fills me with guilt because I put her in this situation, but it wasn't as crazy <laughs> when I was there. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, and it's a great apartment, but she's... Yeah. So you got it. You got to check it out. Okay, great. I love that. Yeah, you're right. Karen, that I did. A, I don't know where the pressure was coming. Didn't we used to do just an episode every month? Yes. Uh, were there okay? A whole month had gone by, and I guess you weren't in town. I did one by myself just to fill a gap. And I, yes, at the end, I felt like I had gone crazy. But now we've gone through a whole pandemic of talking to ourselves yeah. and having mm-hmm. conversations with plants. So yeah. maybe it wouldn't be as crazy causing. Right. I think that you have to be the kind of person that would pre-write what that, say, 50 minutes might look like. Right. Which I will never do. I will never do. Yeah. So if it was my thing, which I knew when I was going to pick you up, it was going to be my thing. And I couldn't take three seconds to pre-decide. Just some bullet points. Don't just do this off the top of your head. You won't like it and (laughs) you will have nowhere to go and nowhere to land. But I was like, no, watch this. I'm going to improvise this whole thing, a thing I definitely can't do and don't like doing. (laughs) There's something about like the brain under pressure that is so fascinating to me that like I can, like if I have a really big stand-up set coming up, like I can memorize the whole set, like word for word. And I cannot remember it when I'm in that space of like being... Because it feels like you're being assaulted with like 
the pressure is like, whatever it is makes my brain unable to think of the next thing. So I always take my notebook on stage no matter what, because I'm just like, yes, I know the jokes, but like, I have to see the word and I just can't do it otherwise. I have no photographic memory. And it's the same when you're talking by yourself a little bit, like, oh, there's this pressure coming from somewhere where you could just erase it. I think it's the silence. Like in the immediacy... Like when you're doing stand-up, at least there's somebody somewhere giggling or supporting. Yeah. But when you're talking into a microphone like this and there's no one else, and yeah. then you're just like, oh, of course this isn't good. Oh, I mean, I think yeah. it's reflective of like my mind state, which is deeply negative. And It's funny to be also a comedian because we're just like people that, but probably all of us in our lives, when we have a phone conversation with somebody who's not a comedian or just a regular non-phone conversation, like we're just doing all the talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> that person is not getting word in edgewise. Why, why is it weird to do a podcast? Suddenly a problem now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like our brother-in-law says, uh-huh, four times during it and then suddenly... <laughs> it's like, that's my time. Goodbye. Hey, hang up. This has been the kitchen. It's been real. <laughs> That's how Thanks, I end everybody. every every conversation. That's my. I time. also think I have a. I know for a fact I have defiance disorder. So it's mm. almost like if this is the thing I'm no, supposed don't. to be. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing, then I will figure out a way to fuck that up. Is that and, really a thing? Yes, defiance disorder. Yes, it is. Writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> <because> <laughs> it's a thing where you just can't have people tell you what to do because you can't you then won't be able to do it. Okay, so, okay. So I'm in, sure there's a more, much more like... Alcoholism. By the book. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the big book in AA, there's like this incredible passage that really... It actually might be in the 12 and 12. It's my favorite line in all of the, the literature, which is what we call it. Mm-hmm. And it's like <laughs> uh, some symptoms of alcoholism and like alcoholic thinking is like, the words are genuine alarm at the prospect of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Genuine alarm. That is amazing. Love genuine alarm because it really describes that it's just, it's not like, oh no. It's not even like, shoot. It's like, literally, I gotta get out of here. (laughs) Your hair stands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hired. Yikes. (laughs) <laughs> I used to call in, there was a job I had in Sacramento, one of the first real jobs I ever had, and it was just at like a coffee place. And the girl that worked before me hated me so much because every day she worked from like six in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was supposed to take over from three on. But every single time, every day, I would call up with a different excuse of why I was late. <gasps> and she hated me. And there was one time where I got there and she was like, I had a plan to go on a bike ride with my boyfriend and you <laughs> ruined it. And she walked out and I was just like standing there like, you fucking dork. Like, I didn't <laughs> feel guilty. I It was that kind of thing of like, I can't, if I'm supposed to be here at three, I will be here at 312. For if sure. Not, if not 320. And yeah. you are supposed to deal with it and I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> that truly was my attitude. Yes. <laughs> yes, for years. Like, why would you plan around... <laughs> a thing that you decided should be the thing and then told me about. I mean, Why, wait, yeah, wait, sorry, and, you're going to rely on me because of your yeah, bike boyfriend plan? Because plans? you have to go on Huge some weird mistake. couple's Kermit and Miss Piggy bike ride. <laughs> 
Sorry, I ruined your, your, your Muppet Show dream. I didn't mean <laughs> yes. to. Can your feet even touch the pedals? What's yeah. happening down there? I just remember us, uh, the whole theater gasping because it was the first time we saw Kermit's legs. <laughs> oh, those gorgeous legs. Oh, they're you so You just thin. hear somebody, somebody climaxes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> There's the legs. There it is. There they are. Thank you so much for talking to us today. I love both of y'all so much. I think you're so funny and good people, but mostly funny, which is what we really care about. Yeah, we should have been talking about this stuff the whole time. <laughs> it was really good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, that was being, awesome. Thank you so much. Comedy you too, concert. Love. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-N-R. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Honk, honk. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.